This is Invest Talk. Independent thinking, shared success. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to take your finance and investment questions and share their unbiased answers. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, a registered investment advisor firm serving clients throughout the United States. The clarity for your path forward starts now. Here is KPP Financial President, Financial Advisor, Steve Peasley. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Invest Talk. It is Thursday, February 9, 2023. I'm Steve Peasley. I'm here today on this radio program and podcast to help you make the most of your portfolio strategy and decisions. In fact, I look forward to doing the Invest Talk podcast because I enjoy hearing your financial investment questions. Of course, you got to make them. You drive the show. For those who are new to Invest Talk, let me assure you, I am always careful to give you my straight and unbiased answers. I have no hidden agenda. I'm not trying to push anything on you. It will be mostly your questions that drive the direction of today's podcast. One thing I can say for sure is that today's investing situation is very different from what we've had over the past several decades. I mean, we have higher inflation. Interest rates are rising, not falling. So that's very, very different and causes a very, very different investment environment, okay? Therefore, we need to focus on the market and how it affects you. It will be the goal to help you understand the current environment we're in and how to avoid the pitfalls of a volatile market. We had a great January, but February hasn't started off too well yet, or it may not. It's hard to know. It's here the 9th, okay? So we'll see. We still got a few weeks left in the month. I invite your phone calls. This is a calling show. Your questions drive the show. 888-99-CHART is the number. 888-992-4278. My focus point concerns the story behind the question, can investors protect against risks that cannot be quantified? For investors, there are knowns and there are unknowns. And a better understanding of the knowns can produce fewer surprises. So we're going to explore that today. Time permitting, I'll also get into some topics I picked out earlier. Disney's earnings and news, we'll talk about that. Threat to Google search. Google search has 93% of the market. What's the threat to that? We'll talk about that too. And I want to briefly talk about the Ponzi scheme. Uh, a guy uh, in New York who was sentenced to 13 months in jail. His partner was sentenced to many years. Uh, this guy was helpful in providing information, so he got off pretty light. Okay? They stole $100 million. I'm going to talk about how you can avoid those kinds of things. Okay? So I want to talk about that. If, if we get to it, I hope we have time. Time is, can be pushed sometimes. Um, I see we have some caller voice bank questions also ready to play. I think we might get to AFG, American Financial Group, on the New York Stock Exchange, and 529 plan question. So I've got all this planned for this episode of the podcast, and believe me, it goes fast. And, of course, I will take your live calls. Those are my favorite. 888-99-CHART is the number. So what did the market do today? Well, it was up pretty good most of the day. We thought In the morning, it was up 
pretty strong. So, uh, you know, looked like we were going to have a good day. And, of course, then it ended up down. The Dow was down 249 points. The NASDAQ down 121. And the SP down 36. So we had another down day today. So, you know, we get tired of those, don't we? Okay, so let's go ahead and take our first market question. Hi, my name is Odin from Texas. I was interested in Upstart Holdings, UPSQ, and just wanted to see your thoughts. It's basically dropped, I think, 95% this year. I uh, wanted to know if you still think it's a buy. I remember you talking about this about six months ago. All right, thanks. It provides a cloud-based AI lending platform shared between consumers and lenders to enable effortless credit. Now, of course, it's not doing very well because interest rates are rising and you know, inflation is very high So, as a lender. But they are going to make money next year. They're going to lose $0.03 cents a share in 2022. This year, they're going to make money, I should correct. They're going to make $0.15 cents a share. It's a $16 dollars and. 53 cents, it was high as $340. And that's when it wasn't making any money because sales growth was very strong, 100, 200, 300%. Now, the most recent quarter, sales fell 31%. So that's the problem you're having. It's now facing a very tough uh, uh, lending uh, environment. But uh, it has 40% return on equity. Cash flow is $2.75, positive $2.75. Management owns 19%. Mutual funds own 28%. But there were 700 mutual funds a year ago. Now there's only 365. So that selling pressure causes to make. And what, why, why did that happen? Because there's no way it was worth $340. It's going to make 15 cents next year. How can it be worth $340? Come on. I mean, it's now $16.53. Is it worth that much money? Well, depends if they can turn around their sales. If they can, yeah. I mean, I do like it. It's a cloud-based AI platform. I kind of like that artificial intelligence sphere. I do like that. Stock market is constantly changing, so you must have a finance or investment question that you'd like to ask. I want you to ask it. Remember, call InvestTalk. Call me. You get to set the agenda. My phone lines are ready for your call right now. 888-99-CHART. In today's world, a variety of factors are affecting the stock markets. Serious investors know Building a secure financial future requires hard work and determination. That's why now, more than ever, when it comes to the planning, execution, and maintenance of your portfolio, you need InvestTalk. With total downloads nearing 50 million, each InvestTalk podcast should be one of your key financial planning and educational tools. InvestTalk is a free download, and hosts Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to provide their unbiased guidance and professional analysis developed from real-time data research and years of investing experience. 24-7, rain or shine, during smooth sailing or on rough weather days, the Invest Talk listener line is open and waiting for your questions. You set the agenda. Don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART.
Everybody wants a secure financial future, but getting there takes strategy, discipline, and the right information. Steve Peasley is ready to provide his unbiased answers. So don't forget to call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen, Justin, this is Chaz from Virginia, a longtime listener of the podcast here. I had a question about investing in 529 plans. I was researching a lot of 529 plans across different states, and I was wondering if I start now from a time horizon of 18 years or so, I just had a baby, so, you know, like I have a long time horizon. Does it make sense to just start dollar cost averaging in an index fund, go find the cheapest available in any other state, and just start BCA in that? Is 18 years long enough time frame to do that, or be some other kind of strategy that I should be looking into? I know long term you want to stay in the market, and you know, like for my retirement accounts, I just put it in index funds and I forget about it because I have like 30, 40 years before I retire. But what about 18 years? Is that long enough? I'd be waiting to hear the response in upcoming podcast. Thank you very much. The simple answer is yes. Okay, 18 years is long enough to benefit from an index fund. Why? Because historically, there's never been, uh, well, maybe there's been one or two, but there's very rarely do you have a 10-year period where the market is not up. It's always up. The average return is, what, 9%, maybe a little higher if you factor in dividends. I'm not sure, but, you know, it, it, 9% a year, that is. So, you know, in that 18 years, yeah, you should do well. And when you get close to the end period of that, then you're going to have to, and when I say close, within the next, within three to four years, within the end period, like the 15th year or so, start being a little more cautious simply because the market might have spiked over the last year or two before that, and then it's going to fall just as you're going to need the money. So, and remember, you don't need the, all the money right the first year. If the, kid, if the child's going to go for four years college, you'll spread that out over time. So you'll have more time to have the investment work for you. So, yeah, I say yes. My focus point concerns the story behind the question, can investors protect against risks that cannot be quantified? For investors, there's always knowns and there are unknowns. And a better understanding of the knowns can produce fewer surprises. So what are the knowns? You know that the market is bear market sometime. You know it's going to have a bear market. That is a known. A bear market is where the market falls 20% or more within a period of time, usually within a year. Uh, And that that is a known. We know it's going to do that. And it could fall as much as 50%. That's a known, too. So these are knowns that you could protect yourself against, but no one knows when these things will happen, but you still could protect yourself against them by the investments you choose. Like, you know, right now, you know, you can get 4% on a short-term treasury. You can do decent, you know, which has no market exposure. So you put some of your money in that. The unknowns is what you can't protect yourself against. You can't. You can't know. For instance, there. What if there's a big 9/11 attack again in the United States? The market's going to crash, right? 
So we know that. That's no, that, but we don't, if, if that happens, but we don't have any clue if it will happen. And there's other things that we call black swan events that just can't be foreseen. So you can't really protect yourself against those other than being out of the market. And that's not a good decision. Be out of the market. It's smarter to be in the market because everyone, when the market collapsed close to 50% in 2008, made it all back in 2009. What if you got out at the very bottom, which a lot of people did? So you don't react that way. If you're going to protect yourself, you protect yourself now or before, you know, event, you know, but many people think if the market's moving up, I want to get in and they usually get in too late. Then the market's moving down. They always sell at the bottom and it's very common for people to buy the top and sell at the bottom. It's hard to fight that, 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 that event. Like the market's down 20% last year. Should you be getting out? No. Just keep investing. Keep it. Now, can you take caution? If you listen to the show, you know that at times I will tell you, maybe you need to be defensive here. You know, Maybe you need to move away from the ghost stocks. And we told you that two years ago. Not time to move into the value stocks. And they did very well. They went down much less than the overall market, much less than the tech stocks. So we will warn you if you listen to the show, we, 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 we put up our little warning flags. We're not always right, but we generally are right. You just got to be careful. Let's swing back to the Investor Voice Bank for another question that came in earlier from Texas. I'd like to know what you think about air products and chemicals, ticker APD. So what can you tell me about the future of APD? Okay, Air Products and Chemicals, uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania, offers industrial and specialty gases, chemicals, and equipment to the metals, chemical, energy markets. I can tell you this company makes money. It's made money forever, every year. And it generally has been growing its money. 2022, it's going to make, it already reported and closed their books for 2022. They made $10.04 2021, they made nine dollars and two cents. Uh, 2020 fee, they're going to make eleven thirty-seven, and 2024, twelve fifty-one, up ten to thirteen percent. Sales growth is still happening. Uh, PE ratio is kind of high at twenty-eight. It's a two hundred eighty-six dollars stock, so it's kind of expensive. That I can tell you, it's a great company. Return equity seventeen percent. Cash flow is sixteen dollars a share. Management owns one percent. Mutual funds have buyers and own forty percent of the company. They don't have much debt. They pay two point four percent dividend, and because of all that, which are all good stats, the comp- the stock is two hundred eighty six dollars when it's going to make twelve dollars and fifty one cents. So that's what. 20 something, 22, 23, 24, 24 PE. And the average five year PE range is 19 to 39. So it's not cheap. It's not expensive, but it's not cheap. But it's a very good company. Okay? It's a fast moving Thursday. They're always a fast moving. One more trading day remaining in this week. The market is constantly changing. You must have a financial investment question because of that change. You have to. So give me a call. You set the agenda. So call Invest Talk 888 99Chart. Now, each time I host the Invest Talk podcast, 
I have the satisfaction of taking caller questions and then breaking down the often complex dynamics involved. If you've never called, don't hold back. You can leave your Invest Talk questions on the 24-7 Anytime Listener Line at 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Okay, Disney's earnings came out today, or yesterday, actually. Um, and, you know, they have the old CEO came back. So, was it Iber or whatever his name is? I forgot his name. Anyways, uh, they're, they announced that they're not going to sell off ESPN. That, that's been it. talk about that for several years now, that they were looking away to get out of ESPN. And he says, no, we're not going to sell it now. And they're going to start their dividend by the end of the year. They, they canceled their dividend when COVID hit, and they shut down all their parks and all movies and going and everything. So that hurt their, them terribly. Uh, in that year, but now with a good news, earnings were better than expected. But he also said he's going to they're going to lay off seven thousand people when they're making a lot more money. Hmm. Well, why don't they lay off the CEO? How about that? Or his board? Or you know, some of his executives? Leave the the people that make a living alone. Anyways, Disney had a very good day today. Uh, up. Um, well, was it up? Well, it was up big in the morning, but maybe maybe it gave most of that back. Anyways, they did have very good earnings, and they're not going to sell ESPN. They're laying off a bunch of people, and they're going to start paying a dividend by the end of the year. At least that's what they said. Start paying, putting back the dividend. It's going to be small, though. It's not going to be what it was. Just be aware of that. Okay, this is InvestTalk. Let's keep things moving and pivot to the InvestTalk voice bank for a call that came in from Germany. 888 Stephen, Justin. This is Paulo from Germany calling. I have a question about American Financial Group, ticker symbol AFG. I bought the stock to provide me solid dividends, which it has done for the past one, two years. And uh, I just wanted to hear your opinion on the stock. I might want to add to my position because I actually think that this company is quite solid. Their dividend uh, keeps coming, plus special dividends. And I'll listen to it and on the podcast. And uh, thank you. Bye-bye. Financial Group out of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, offers property and casualty insurance, including inland and ocean marine and agricultural-related coverages. Uh, they're going to make $11.94 this year after $11.63 last year. And they're going to make twelve thirty-seven next year, up 3 and 4% per year. Sales are increasing 10% or higher in the last couple of quarters, but usually it's in the high single digits on average, not not huge. Uh, it's an $11.5 billion company. It's very solid. Mutual funds, between management, banks, and mutual funds, they own 70% of the company already. Pays a 1.9% dividend. Return equity is very good at 22%, so it's a very well-run company with very little debt. Okay, American Financial Group. Now, they've run up to $135.80, and that's where it's been... Difficult for them to get above that in the last, you know, last year, of course, they had a tough year, but they mostly went sideways, not down. So they did pretty good. 
you know, for a bear market. And I noticed, noted a lot of insurance companies done pretty, pretty well. It's not overpriced and it's not cheap, um, but uh, it's probably about midpoint in the range of its PE from 5 to 16. So I think it is basing and I think it will probably pop up when the market turns. So it might be a good time to be buying it. I mean, I might want to try to get it at about a 120 instead of 135 if it goes back down there, because that seems like strong support to me, 120. Let's go to Robert in Pleasanton. How you doing, Robert? Hey there, Steve. Uh, I was looking at uh, Lumen, L-U-M-N. Took a big hit yesterday, and I think it was down a little bit more today. Wondering if you think this was a good time to... uh, pick up some shares or or should I be staying away from it? Well, it's awful cheap stock at $4 a share. It's going to make uh, 47 cents a share this year and then 34 cents a share next year. The problem is, is that its sales are falling and that fall in the last few quarters have accelerated. And that's where their problem is. Even though sales is $3.8 billion and it's only a $4 billion company, I mean, it's $3.8 billion a quarter, but that's down from $4.6 a quarter a year ago. So that's fine. Now, the dividend's very high. One of the problems they have is they have a lot of debt, a lot of debt. And mutual funds are slowly selling it off. So is it cheap? Yes. Does it deserve to be cheap? Probably so. But if you believe they can turn around, which I think they have the ability to do, it's really, really inexpensive. <laughs> there might be something you could add just knowing that you're taking a pretty high risk on it, okay, because of the debt. There's lots of debt. But provides local exchange, long-distance network accessing Lumina, L-U-M-N, Lumen Technologies, okay? So it works for in the rural communications areas in 37 states. On the next invest talk, the story behind the quest, this question. Could utilities be in their best growth environment in decades? That's tomorrow. For now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions live at 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture. I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value. So your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this. So, don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. 
For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. Steve Peasley is here and ready to take your calls live. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Yes, uh, Justin, I have a strategy question. I own stock in a very good company. However, as many others have experienced, I overpaid and the stock has fallen and turned a handsome profit into a loss. Stocks now at or approaching an attractive buy point, although I'm sure it would may go lower with the market. My question is, should I sell the stock for a tax loss, wait 30 days, and then see if it is an attractive to repurchase it, or hold the stock, buy more as it becomes attractive, and hold for the long term, anticipating a, a profit over that long term? I uh, appreciate your thoughts on this, and uh, great show. Thanks a lot. My name is Dick. Thank you. Bye. I'd probably take the loss. As uh, long as it's in a taxable account, then that's obviously you can apply the loss to gain, future gains, and wait the 31 days and buy it back because it had a great, we had a great January, really, a market up about 10%. So um, I, this would be the time to take a little profit and see if the market falls down. You can buy it back 31 days. I mean, I, I probably would take the loss. And then if I really still like the stock, buy back. Now, the risk you have is the stock could continue moving up, and then you just got out of a stock that you could have made money on. But, you know, we're still in a pretty difficult stock market environment. So I, I, I'm thinking January was a really good month, and that we'll have m months that are going to be pulling back, and that might be a better, uh, better strategy, okay? Just what I think, okay? That's what I do. Anyway. Um, threat to Google search. You know, Google search has 93% of the search market. Therefore, 93% of the, of the advertisement dollars goes in Google's pocket. Microsoft has a new artificial intelligence search, uh, software they're releasing. It not only finds the websites that you're looking for, which is what Google does and everybody, all the other search engines, and Google dominates that. Not only does it look for, you know, let's say you ask something like, "Where's a where are the what's what's there to do in Oslo, Norway? What's there to do? Or what are the sites to see in France?" And they'll give you websites, boop, 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 and it will describe all that. But also on the right-hand side, it will give you the AI, artificial intelligence, will give you in plain English the things to see in France or you know, the Eiffel Tower. You know, it just is a conversational. This is what you do. You can see the high side. So they think that's going to be a game changer with Microsoft and their Bing, B-I-N-G, search engine. Now, Bing has 3% of the market, 3 So anything that will help them will probably, you know, they can't go much lower than 3%, right? Now, the, the problem is, is Google's working on the very same thing. It's just that Microsoft has beat them to the punch, okay? Microsoft is releasing it. Google's not ready to release theirs, and they have something that they think will compete. 
very well. And of course, having the huge market share, they're the gorilla in the room. And you know, if they have something to compete, then Microsoft's going to have a really huge uphill battle. Right now, no one can compete with them with this new search engine. Anyways, I haven't seen it, but it's supposed to be very, very good. We'll see. Okay, let's go to another question from Alberto in San Jose. Oh, Roberto, you're live. So how are you Hello. doing? Hello, Steve. I love your show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. So um, I've been dabbing in cryptocurrency uh, just a little bit less than or maybe 1% of my portfolio. Um, right now, I know most of them are down compared to last year. But my question is, is it better to invest in the platforms Coin or Robinhood rather than invest in individual cryptocurrencies? I mean, all of them trade on those, well, a lot of them trade on those platforms. So would it be better to buy the stocks for those platforms rather than individual cryptocurrencies? Well, it would be better to buy a basket of them, but I don't like cryptocurrency at all. I I think most of them will go bankrupt. There's only going to be, what, five, ten that survive out of 10,000 cryptocurrencies out there? Um, I, I, I'm just not keen on that space because there's, it's like the wild, wild west. I mean, you've probably seen the movements, and everybody falls in love with some of those movements. If I would have bought it here, I would have been a 10,000 percent. You know, but you also lost 10,000% on some of it too. So, so it's so wild west and there's no, um, no government backing. There's no rules. It's very, very risky. Now, I'm glad you told me you only have 1%. So if I was going to invest 1%, which I don't have a problem with you taking a risk, Alberto, with 1%, I'd probably do an ETF of cryptocurrencies, a basket of, of them, which will include probably dominated by the biggest cryptocurrency, you know, the, the ones that we all know and hear about. So that's probably what I would do. I wouldn't invest in any one crypto, and I don't, I don't, think the platforms are the place to be. I don't. Alberto, thank you for the call. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you. thank you. We're on a roll, so let's keep going. This uh, this investor question came in earlier from Minnesota. Hi, Stephen Justin. Long-time listener here from Minnesota. Uh, love the show. Love everything you guys teach us. Thank you for that. Anyways, I'm looking at a fund, or a REIT, I believe it is, DEA is the symbol seems to pay a good dividend i feel it's in a good sector i was wondering if you guys had any insight on this or what your thoughts were looking at putting uh, some money in this for a long term a good dividend play it seems to be and i don't know if there's any growth in this REIT or not i'm just wondering what your thoughts are on this thank you be looking forward to hearing your ideas and suggestions on the show thank you I kind of like this one. It's fallen hard. It was at 27, 28, and today's at 15.75, and that was back in March of 2020 when it was that high. Anyways, um, Easterly Government Properties, it's a REIT. Now, there's where your problem is being a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust. Therefore, it uh, interest rates affect them. It's a REIT that acquires, develops, manages Class A commercial properties that are leased to U.S. government agencies. See, I like that part. 
leased to U.S. government agencies who tend to have long-term leases and stay put. I kind of like that part. They made money. They made it, uh, they're going to make a dollar sixteen in two thousand twenty-two, but in two thousand twenty-one they made a dollar twenty-five, and next year they're going to only make a dollar six. So earnings are going down. Sales sales are still increasing, up eight percent in the most recent quarter, and that's the six percent last the quarter before that, eleven percent before that, ten percent. So sales are going to be difficult. Debt is not as high as a lot of REITs, and I've loved that six point seven percent yield, dividend yield. Return equity is very low at two percent. That's low. That's not good. But the P.E. ratio is about 15, and the range is 11 to 25, so it's kind of in the middle of that. But I do like where they are leasing to U.S. government agencies, and I do love the dividend. So I buy for the dividend because I think it's going to be pretty solid. And that's DEA, Easterly Government Properties. It's a $1.4 billion company. Okay, well, there's no denying that we're in a new market environment. That's just, you can't, you know, we've we got high inflation, and which is coming down, but still high. I think it's going to stay high. It's just going to come down. And interest rates have been rising. And, yeah, even though the Fed has slowed down their increasing the rates, but they're still going to increase rates. So we're still going to have high rates. So that means it's difficult. Okay, it's difficult market. It's different, difficult to know where to go. So, successful successful investors trying to build a comfortable financial future have to deal with all this, and it's not unusual. You know, uh, we it's unusual that interest rates are rising. We haven't seen that in thirty years, and the last year and plus this year, we you know they've changed direction. So you got to have a strategy. You got to figure out what you're going to do. Well, KPP Financial, Justin Klein, and our our company might be helpful. We're based in Irvine, California, which is in Orange County, Southern California, south of Los Angeles, and north of San Diego. Orange County is squeezed between those two counties, right along the coast. And let me remind you that here on Invest Talk and at KPP Finance, we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking, shared success. So how do we implement that? Well, we always give unbiased guidance. We don't buy ideas from companies of what to invest in. No, we don't do that. We buy data, and we study the data and the information. We study the economy. We study the market. But we don't buy buy advice what to do from the big houses or anything. You'd be surprised that a lot of people do that. We also implement uh, uh, an investment trade that, that uh, means we invest right along our clients. We buy the same things as they do. We want to be on the same side of the table. That's kind of unusual. You can get a free portfolio review, easy, via telephone, Skype, or go to meeting anywhere across the country. You just send a message to investor.com or call KPP Financial in Irvine, California. And after speaking with us a little bit, I think you'll understand why we're a little different. We're not going to try to talk into anything. We don't try to sell you any kind of commission to anything. We don't like that. We don't like paying commissions. So we don't have any of that kind of stuff. So we'll just give you unbiased guidance. And we would love to be your client, your your money manager, your register, your investment advisor, but that's up to you. But we're not going to push you to do it, okay? We're just not. So the sooner you contact us, the sooner we can help you.
This is the best talk. Justin Klein, I thank you for your participation and help us achieve over 49 million downloads since it all began. Uh, I remember when we started downloading, we got, you know, nobody. <laughs> this is years ago when it just started the, you know, podcasting, the whole podcasting thing. But we thought it would take off, and then it has. We thought it would grow pretty fast, and it has. And we appreciate your help in doing that because we can't do it without you. We're up. We're up next. I will take another listener question. Best talk here at eight 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 ninety nine chart. Hello, Steve and Justin. This is Tony calling from Louisville. I learn something of value every time I listen to your show. I'm actually at the midpoint of Steve's book, Above Average Investing, and it's. Very good read so far. I own shares of uh, ticker symbol PPG or Papa Papa Golf at $135 a share. The share price has been selling down the past few days. Would you hold here or, or exit? Keep up the good work, and thanks very much. Bye. Okay, that's a good question. Let's take a look at it. PPG makes coatings, glass, and chemicals for packaging, aerospace, architectural, and automotive, and other markets. It's huge. It's a $30 billion company, so it's never going to move big up or down. Probably won't. Just just won't. Uh, it's going to make $6.05 a share. Or it already made its close the books for 2022, and it made $6.05. Next year, I mean this year, 2023, it will make $6.56, and next year, $7.77. So that's up 8% for this year and up 18% for next year. Sales growth has been slowing, but it's still growing, except for the December quarter. It was flat. Okay? Uh, so it's, you know, flat. Pays a 1.9% dividend, has some debt, uh, but it has a very strong cash flow. Uh, the P ratio based on next year's earnings probably um, – about what, a 19 or so, somewhere in that range? I don't like that it only pays 1.9% dividend being a $30 billion uh, industrial-type company. It should pay more than that in the dividends. That doesn't I don't like that. Mutual funds own about 51%, and they are slowly buying more and more and more. Slowly. So I, I'm thinking you hold on to it. I'm thinking you hold on to it. Uh, uh, I, the only thing I really don't like is the d dividend yield. It's too small. Price-wise, it's right. In, you know, it's a fairly, it's a fair price right now. Not cheap. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Pizik. By the way, that was PPG, PPG Industries. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Pizik, and we have one goal here: to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work continues after this break. So get your questions in now. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Each day, InvestTalk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for InvestTalk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. Hi, this is Joe in Philadelphia. I'm calling about Schnitzer Steel Industries, Sam, Charlie, Hector, Nancy, it's a steel recycler, but also deals in used auto parts. And they're talking about also making zero carbon, carbon-free emissions steel, green steel. And I was wondering uh, what a good entry point would be on the stock. Uh, you guys do a great job. I love the show. Thanks. 
Okay, SCHN manufactures finished steel products from recycled metals and recycles ferrous and non-ferrous metals and auto parts. Okay, it's a $831 million company, so it's not very big. It's, it's small. Uh, they're going to make... Uh, in 2022, they made their best year ever, $6.07. In 2023, they're only going to make $1.18. And then two ninety-five dollars in 2024. So very erratic earnings. And if you look at the history, their earnings is very erratic. So that's a tough thing to deal with. The $30 stock, almost $31. And they're going to make $2.95 next year. So that gives you about a 10, 11 PE. And the PE range is 5 to 50 because it's a very volatile stock. Return equity is very good at 20%. Debt, 25%. That's good. Management owns 6% of the company, which I like. That's a good amount. Uh, and mutual fund owns 64% of the company. So that's 70% owned by... Uh, insiders and and big, big, big companies. So that's kind of tough because stocks are driven by big institutional investors. They drive, they drive them up and they drive them down when they sell them and when they buy them. At seventy percent, is kind of tough. I do like the fact that management owns six. It pays a two point four percent dividend, kind of on the small side, but not too bad. I probably I probably avoid it because sales fell 25% in the most recent quarter, and I don't like that. Before, sales were growing. They might have been slowly growing less over the last year, but now they've lost sales down 25% from a year ago. They're going to have a turnaround in 2024. The stock was as high as almost close to 90, and then it got down as low as 26, and here it's at 30, 30.77. It's a very low PE industry. Steel, it is. Usually under 10. So I'm not really keen on it. But paid like a 5 or 6% dividend, I might be more keen on that. Okay, but it doesn't. Okay, uh, Ponzi schemes. We talked about them off and on. Uh, uh, there was a fund manager who got 13 months in jail after stealing $100 million. It wasn't just him. It was him and his partner or the partner was the main culprit but he also helped um and how they do it they did it through bogus loans and overstating value on other loans um and they apparently did most of their business you know making these loans in central south america and they use commodities as collateral now, how do you avoid something like that how do you not get caught up in this well most of their stuff was not publicly traded. These and these loans were not you know, on on the one of the exchanges to, to for transparency. It was kind of hidden. So try to stay away from non-public funds and closed-in funds and you know REITs non-public because you don't know. The management knows, but you don't know what really is going on. You only know what they report. But when you have oversight from the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ Stock Exchange, you have someone who is more um, official overlooking what they're doing. And when they're on the exchanges, you know, the industry, the financial industry also is watching them. Now, can fraud still happen? Positive schemes still happen? Sure. Bernie Madoff. No, he he was a prime example, okay, uh, where he 
stole billions <laughs> or or lost billions, uh, you know, both, I guess. But so you just you just not you just got to be careful on these things and make sure it's public public information you're dealing with public companies. For, you need the transparency is what you're looking for. Transparency. Okay. I see peace and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein, I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about the free podcast downloads. Get your downloads anytime at iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, and please be sure to review and rate us if you downloaded at iTunes. Tomorrow's Friday, I will be doing the podcast and sharing highlights of the news newest KPP Premium Newsletter. That's tomorrow, everybody. Independent thing you can share success. This is Vestal. Have a good night. InvestTalk is a trademark of KPP Financial. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them. Specifically, nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell security. Because such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor firm which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein is chief executive officer of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial. Thank you for listening, and your comments and questions are welcome on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 